The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. What are we drinking today? We are drinking a Paloma. Not just any Paloma. Well, it's a Paloma made with love. Yeah, you actually made it. I like, made it, yeah. You didn't cheat and like buy... Paloma stuff. ...the canned no. red grapefruit no, juice. No, no, no. Yeah, no. What I did was I squeezed a grapefruit and a lime into a glass Mm -hmm. i added three shots of tequila of course (laughs) i put it in an ice shaker Mm -hmm. i shook it up to get it nice and cold yeah then i poured it over fresh ice and added a lime slice as a garnish and i sweetened it with agave syrup oh good you found that okay i made an agave simple syrup yeah so a little bit watered down sure. agave syrup. Just I just used a tablespoon in each one. Oh, nice! And it, actually, the grapefruit is super sweet. That's good. So have a taste and see if you like it. Wow, that's very respectable. It's very good. It's very it's good. Very refreshing. It's super for today, hot summer day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's my favorite of the Mexican drinks. You know, margaritas mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. and that. It's my favorite. I just think the combination of the grapefruit, the lime, and the tequila, and we use the silver, the eighteen hundred, eighteen hundred silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's smooth. What I found is when you first made me one of these, I was like, wow, I really like this. And I kind of, I mean, I'm serious. I kind of lean towards this versus the, just the lime margarita. For sure. There's yeah. a place for the lime margarita, but this you get both the sour and the sweet yeah. together versus when you use all limes, you really have to add a lot of it sugar to get it to right. sweeten back up. Yeah, the grapefruit is delicious, especially good this time of year. Oh, yeah. And so when you drink Palomas that are fresh, you just get a fabulous fruit juice. Yeah, and you get spoiled. You get spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder dot app. Speaking of spoiled. Wow. <laughs> I've been spoiled today. <laughs> we are a couple of kinksters in love. 
Yes. And I've had an inquiry for the past few days about the differences between being kinksters that love each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we're hard players. We play fairly intensively. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and regularly. Yeah. And I've also been a kinkster with people I like. I don't mm-hmm. have a loving relationship with. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, I like them well enough. Mm-hmm. And I was just pondering the difference in the experience. And I wanted to have a conversation around our experience there. And let's see what shows up. That's perfect. That yeah. sounds wonderful. So based on your inquiry that you've been talking about, what did you choose to examine first to try to distill out okay. the topic? You know, Yeah. The first thing I thought about was, you know, we had a pretty intense high protocol scene yesterday. Yep. And just so people understand our high protocol scenes are the extended scenes we have when I mark you. For like high protocols. For high protocol yes, scenes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Versus our regular scenes where we just play. We use impact play. We maybe do other things. But sure. it mostly involves a combination of oral, vaginal, and anal sex plus right. impact play. Right. So what I was present to after our high protocol scene, which... You know, it goes for a couple hours, and at the end of it, you're asleep on the couch. <laughs> and yes. I'm sitting here with a dram of with a dram of single malt. Yeah, I'm sitting here with a dram of single malt, pondering what just happened. <laughs> and what I was really clear about was the degree to which our scenes go from a experience of sexuality and kink mm-hmm. to something of which. There's a experience where the sexuality and kink is just an aspect of it, but the experience we have lives outside of that. It's more of an energy experience. It's a very ethereal experience. Right. It feels very primal, mm-hmm. but the context is, you know, we're a kink couple doing kinky things. Right. But the way we relate in those scenes is pretty out there. It's like people called it sacred sex. They called it tantric sex. They called it sacred sexuality or there's another word for it. I can't think of it right I now. I can't think of it right now either. Kundalini. Not Kundalini awakening. Yes. Right? Yeah. But. Yeah. So I was sitting here just contemplating the difference of the way I felt after a kink scene in the past, not with you, with others, sure. where love was not at issue. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were trying to find love. We we're trying to, you know, we're just, yeah. we're just basically fucking. Yeah. But in a kinky way. Sure, sure. And this, and it was just such a different conjured experience where in the middle of that scene like my body's in a state of vibration you're having some similar experience while i'm inside you we're interacting in an energy sort of way there's no actual verbal communication yeah not very much talking just like a dance i mean there might be dirty talking like i go through phases where i'll i'll say dirty things but that's really driven by my primal urges during the heat of it. What I realized is we're both kinksters and we love kinks. So we explore it and we're on a journey and I get that part of it, but it's almost like it's becoming now that kink is our vehicle and access point to what we're experiencing in this energy world. Like we do the kink and because of the intensity, I would say, and the intention that we put into it gives us some gateway to this energy experience. And then, yes, we're still doing kinky things, but for me, it's like almost a backdrop to this energy experience that we're having. Mm. Like it's pretty intense. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've been wondering if we've sort of found the recipe to get to that place, right? (laughs) right. And that recipe is a combination of hypno-kink to get us started. Mm -hmm. And the intention behind the hypno-kink was to create a trance state for you faster. That was the original intention. Yeah. You know, in your subspace experience Mm -hmm. as a submissive in a kink experience you sometimes experience subspace well you always experience subspace but before hypno kink you got there when you got there right and it came in different well it still comes in different intensities but it wasn't as predictable on the onset right so whether it would go deeper or not i had it's weird because i'm saying this just now and having a realization about this it's as if I didn't have any control over the depth. I think what I'm realizing now is it's not like I control it, but what it I do is I'm able to mm, release myself, let myself fall into the subspace. I guess that's my part of moving deeper. I'm not really necessarily making myself, like I'm not thinking anything or trying to move deeper, but I can feel myself allowing myself because I trust and I can and be vulnerable with you to fall into that in a deeper way quicker than I ever had where it just comes on itself. And then I'm not sure where I am in it. Right. I still don't completely discern where I am in it. I do know when I lose language or when I, you can tell as a dominant, when I'm slow on the uptake on remembering things or what to do or where to go, that still happens in both places, but it, it does feel different than when we were just letting my subspace come on as it were, however it came on based on influences of intensity. Yeah. Well, it occurs to me that a lot of our experience together before HypnoKink was random based on how subspace came on, you know, what your experience was and so on. And what the HypnoKink did was it advanced that descent into subspace to a much quicker, earlier moment in our scene Mm-hmm. You start in subspace, right? Basically, right. And so, the ability to explore as kingsters with you in that space has gotten us to a point where it's different. You know, it doesn't always occur after impact play, but definitely after impact play, where you actually either cause in me, or it causes, or I cause this vibrational energetic. Mm orgasmic state that I experience. I think there's an alignment through the impact play. We get some kind of energy alignment that's happening. Cause we've talked about that before, before we discerned what we're having now, we talked about having the experience of the energy never leaving us. So like as your flogger came down and I'm catching the flogging, there's like the way I could describe it was it felt like there's an energy, a colorful energy pull as you pull away and then you come and bring it back. That's how it's interesting that I'm even saying this now because I'm connecting the dots. Like that's how I described that energy before. Yeah. And so now that's still there to some degree, but it's way more intense of energy, less a visual thing. It's an actual vibrational change. Like I feel it in my essence. And so then we're experiencing now, which we didn't before, these vibrational, I'll just call them, let's just call, name them because we don't know what else to call them, but they that are like this, they're a vibrational orgasm. Mm. It's an energy state orgasm 
but it's like whole body. It's like nervous system. The whole nervous system like is turned system on. Dump. Here's the structure of my inquiry then. Okay. So that's the method that we use yeah. to initiate right. the state. Right. My inquiry is because we're connected in a loving relationship, because there's intimacy and vulnerability and love present, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that alters the experience for us as compared to if we did all those same things, but we weren't actual lovers. And my postulate is that it is different because I've had this sort of experience, mm-hmm. not this vibrational energy experience, but this sort of extended kink yes. experience right. with others. Yes. And I've never had this Occur. occurring of vibrational I'm not the best energy. to ask on this one, but, <laughs> no, I know. but I can speculate that that's probably true. Hmm. I do know in general, just if you're talking sex, whether it's kinky or not, just the sex part of it, the closeness that I feel with a partner is all encompassing with you. Like I, we've talked about this before in other podcasts where we talk about being present. Right. And I'm completely present, like even today, perfect example. Yeah. You were being clever and you had been clitifying <laughs> tricky, me. Tricky. Tricky all day long. And then you had just told me you wrote something. Yeah. And then you came out all excited and said, okay, how about we do this? I'm going to clitify you while you read. I said, I have a challenge. For yeah. You. A challenge. Yeah. Can you do this? Can yeah. I do this? And I couldn't, all I was right. reading the line five times and then I was focus on the sensations and the whole point is being present yet in my past experience with lovers lover i would say was that i was detached and separated from the person not connected in any way i could have done the laundry list i could have done the laundry list sure yeah 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 well i think i think love's interesting you know i'm certainly enjoying the sex with you tremendously as your lover Ooh, that's always good i mm-hmm. love that too yeah <laughs> I mean, I've already clitified you like three times today and you said on your face. Or more. I said your two or three times I said on your face. Yeah, exactly. You've had a good day. It's been a, yeah, it's been a very clit-focused day. day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the intention in all of that is just to continue to sexualize our relationship as much as possible so that when we scene, the sexual aspect of our scenes are very prevalent and present. Right. And I know that I've never had whole body orgasms that don't result in an ejaculation till now. I know. Like it's a new thing. It's a new thing. And it's like riding a wave. Yeah. I'm assuming you're not in really control of it. No. And you're not trying to push it or move it. No. I just stay with it. You're just trying to stay with it. Sometimes I stop it because I don't want to ejaculate. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can imagine I'm in you and like I'm in your vagina or something right. and the way it occurs is I feel like a tingling sensation. I feel like I'm somehow connecting to you like avatar, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I get that sort of tingling sensation. And then the vibration starts somewhere, maybe in my stomach usually mm-hmm. or my deep groin. Groin area. Yeah, yeah. It just starts. And then the vibration takes over my whole body. And while I'm having that vibrational experience, I'm still essentially fucking you. Yeah. And you start to have that experience. Yeah, because it stimulates too, me. Mm-hmm. In a different way, like not a, not a regular f- experience of being fucked, but you have this experience and then together we're having this energy occurring and it's just a beautiful moment. You know, it's like a really weird, different... It's a captured moment. It's yeah. like one of those things that you come across and you go, wow. But I do say that there would be things that we have either done differently or experienced through all of our kink, if you really look at it, 
that have been not this dramatic, I would say, but have been transitional in maybe getting us access to this. Okay. Like we've had some moments where we've experienced things newly. Energy was one of them. Right. And then we kind of named it and kind of identified it. And then that was just what was so. But meanwhile, we're still continuing to evolve as kinksters, right. as lovers. Our love is deepening. And there's like a key. It gives you access to something new. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and this is the beginning of the journey. That's the thing. Yeah. We're just what else is down ahead. the hole? Right. <laughs> yeah. We go down a rabbit hole together. The experience is it's very primal at its root. Like it reminds me, if you ever saw those Discovery Channel footage of salmon spawning and you yeah. see the salmon like, yeah. <laughs> like looking like it's screaming, you know, yeah. it's a salmon, it's not screaming, but it looks like it is yeah. as it's, it's inseminating the eggs that are right. Yeah, that's how it feels. It feels like that. It feels like that kind of primal experience mm -hmm. that's occurring. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, you know, I've been noticing that when you sit on my face, I get very aroused. Very rest. You get very primal in that space. I get very primal. Yeah. And I, I kind of like it. It's kinda... I don't know. <laughs> I think I get really primal. No, you do. You get really primal. And there's... <laughs> I know I do because I get... Mm, how do I say this in a nice way? I really try to temper this because I have to say really focused, but it's like I get rougher. Like I get like, I want to grab your cock and grab it. I just want to <laughs> grab it. <laughs> and I got to be careful. I don't know. You, because, can't, you can't really hurt me. It's no, okay. but you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to be that way, but yeah. it is an overwhelming urge. Like it's overwhelming me. It is, I feel in those moments like Jekyll and Hyde, oh. like in a primal way though. Yeah. But I feel like I really, I'm really doing everything I can to control this creature that will just do whatever. <laughs> and I'm trying to like understand what does that mean to me? Like, it's fine. It's primal. I'm not afraid of being primal, but like, what does that mean to me? What does that do for me? Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we need to do more it's exploring. A new, it's a new beast that's appearing, and I'm right. trying to identify her and figure out where she fits. Right. And, you know, to be honest, primal's fun. So to harness that energy in a way mm -hmm. that works for me as a whole person. Because, you know, primal's one side of me. It's not all of me. Right. But when you're in a primal state sexually, primal matches primal. I guess so. It's just, yeah. I'm, Yeah. I don't know. You see, like, I've... I've... I, I, listen, so I, I got to tell you something, because right. this is what I thought of. Because who did we interview recently where... It, it was funny, because she was, I think, Russian or something like that. Okay. And she was going to go, about to go vacation in Dubai or All something. Right, right, right. And she talked about one of the things... She, she's a dominée. She talked right. about one of the things she wants to do is just, like, she even said it kind of like this. She goes, well... Kind of just want to punch somebody, and she said it like <laughs> like that, and I giggled when she said that because I was like, "What? I don't know where that comes from." And she's like, "She's like, I don't know why. I just want to like I want to beat on somebody like this." Yeah. And so then I was like, "So I I remember back to that. So when I'm in that mode with you, I think to myself, "Oh my god, I feel that exact urge not to punch you, but like that primal urge is like it's." It's like overwhelming. You just have to do something about it, right? <laughs> it's like that. And I go, wow, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that's good. But it's fascinating. I love my life. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's fascinating. And so it's like I get the whole, I mean, I, you know, 
I'm a masochist. So I like things a little rough. Right. So then I start to get like that. That's how it manifests. You start so, to get sadistic. I don't know if it's all sadistic. It's just, I get rougher. Yeah. Like almost like it's a reflection of I'm getting rough. You get rough. This yeah. is it. We're getting rough, you know, kind yeah. of thing. I'm not saying I totally understand it. That's the primal voice talking right now. It's okay. making me all hot and bothered. <laughs> so I sit, I sit with that while I'm in that and think, but do I really want that? Cause I, I'm having orgasms right now. Like, Will that because you know sometimes when you change things it stops the orgasm or it right. stops the sensation. Yeah. So that's why I say I'm not trying to limit her as a primal being. Right. I'm just trying to understand her so I know how to use her to my advantage. You got to ride the wave. I guess I don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. There's a moment when you're sitting on my face and you sort of turn into that woman <laughs> and you start just like fucking like my face. Fuck yeah. fucking your chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you just get on it and. Yeah. And meanwhile, I, there's, a, there's a softer side of me going, I better give him TMJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. There's a lot of love in our relationship that makes the sex really fun. You know, I think one of the things that is really great about this is that we don't have any hang-ups between us about sex. You, you know? don't have any space in that area. like. Well, we don't have any space at all. And then on top of that, in sex, we don't have hang-ups that prevent us from going somewhere. But that's where most people have their hang-ups, <clears throat> yeah. is in that. You know, it's like, think about the things they never want you to talk about in right. a relationship. Politics, money, sex. Mm-hmm. Right. Because all those are, oh, the taboos, don't talk about them. But the problem is that that is the problem. Right. Not talking about them, not getting on the same page about them, yeah. even if you agree to disagree, is a problem because it creates space yeah. for you in your sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I think for us, because we're living 24-7, it's, you know, we don't turn it off. It's imperative we have no space so that we can thrive in our dynamic. Otherwise, we both like implode. It doesn't yeah. work at no, all. It doesn't. <laughs> it's hard to have space when I have you take your pants off every 30 minutes to have your pussy eat. Yes, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> no space. <laughs> now, I think the point of this conversation is really to examine the way love impacts a kink relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another way to ask that. Does kink impact a loving relationship oh and so if like you look if at they're it, already in love and then they try to start kink yeah hmm. yeah and so if you look at it like that you'll go well they're in love and you're adding kink which is adding excitement and, and you stuff. hope there's agreements and you hope, and yeah all of that, all right? that stuff right assuming all that assuming all the agreements so you'd say yeah that would enhance a relationship to expand your sexual horizons yeah with through kink as lovers the flip side of that is as Kingsters, mm-hmm. does love expand your relationship? Well, clearly, I mean, my sense of it is it does for me. Right. But I also know, because we both were in marriages that were unhappy. Yeah. And also what we were taught with society about love, which is nothing. We're taught nothing, basically. We didn't know, like what we're experiencing now, I think we both agree we are in love. Yes. Okay. But what I thought love was, or the access that I had to it, was not this. Like, I couldn't have imagined this. Right. I didn't imagine this. Like, I thought this was unobtainable and, like, make-believe. Like, people made this shit up. They do it to sell movies. They do it to sell books. Right. This was all made-up shit. 
now I'm on the other side of this, actually in it. And I think to myself, oh my God, all these times where all these poems and sonnets and songs are written, mm -hmm. these are people that either have been privy to it or experienced it themselves and are trying to express, much like we are, what it is. Mm. This elusive thing mm. that is very fragile, that is very rare. I mean, lots of people say love. They use the word love. I did. I did. I've never felt anything like this. No, but love is a verb. So it's an action word. Right. And you might take loving actions toward your partner. You might do that. I can see that. Yeah. And you'd say, I love my partner. But loving is an adjective. You know, that's that's the difference. You've got to you've got to actually be an action. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I mean, there's that. And I can't say that for everybody. Right. I only have my experience of this understanding and you have your experience and we're together, right? Right. right. Other people have other. But when you look at what like through history mm. and through all the resources that are out there, when you find people or people referring to what this true love is, this love that makes people like, you know, Romeo and Juliet, like, right kind of thing. I'm not right. saying they were the best example, but just like dramatic like that. Right. Why is that? Because they're experiencing something that is not in the norm of normal people in society. And so we might have come upon this through our existence as lovers and in the dynamic we're in right. to have access to something that people just don't normally have access to. Hmm. And that's the thing. That's why it's rare because when we talk to psychologists who are versed in sacred sexuality. And we've talked to tantric leaders about Kundalini awakening and all these things that truly I don't know much about at all. Mm -hmm. All I do know is I'm in a dynamic where it's loving and I'm, I'm not just drawn to you by the slashes, the DS dynamic. I'm actually drawn to you as a whole being, like this being that also enjoys kink with me, also enjoys my life with me, also enjoys all these things. And that has made it more abundant for me to be, I would just say this, I think more vulnerable in mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. in your sex scenes, in the exploration of what else is happening in a scene. Because you're not saying, well, I, I hope I'm pleasing him. I, does he think I'm pleasing him? Well, you know, no all doubt. the conversations totally. that happen. There's no doubt that the way our kink has evolved over the past four years, you know, and honestly, you've got to get like we've seen a lot. A know, lot. Just about, well, for a long time, every day. Every and, day. And well, especially got, during COVID. Yeah, but then it got pretty intense. And so we needed to recover. Yeah. So it's every yeah, other then day. it would be like the well, because that's the thing though. The scenes, the high protocol scenes started getting we Love were them. maybe getting access to this and we didn't know, but we were I remember us saying, Why are we so exhausted? Like really exhausted for yeah. days. Like we're wiped out now for yeah. several days. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. We have a greater understanding of that now. Mm. But at the time we were just on the tip of that iceberg. Yeah, but for a lot of the I would say first half of our kink journey. Mm -hmm. you were still interacting with the kink as it was occurring because it was new, new. and it was yeah. like you're trying to figure out. And how does it fit for me? Exactly, right. So, right. But as we've gotten past that and you've become an experienced kinkster, mm -hmm. and, you know, anytime you have sex with somebody a thousand times, there's going to be an occurring of experience that brings the a conversation, knowingness. A knowingness, right? And that's unfolded in such a way that I just think it's remarkable that each time we have a scene together, it's always the hottest thing that's ever happened. 
like nothing's gotten there. Right. And, and that's, I mean, it can be either one of us that right. says it. It's not like it's one-sided all the time or anything. Right. And it's not a coerced conversation. It's no. literally, a, we take a, you know, an observation of immediacy after right. our scene. And then of course we, aftercare and all the thing, and we do it again, we actually start to talk about it. It actually becomes more real at that point because we're less in dom space, less right. in subspace. You know, if we take pictures during the scene, we're now looking at like, really, that happened? I don't remember that, you know? Yeah. And I think the impact has hit us in a way where it's profound. Yeah. Like, I'm moved by it, and I'll say, yeah, this is the most fucking hottest scene we've ever had. Right. Because it is... It, we're not trying to top it no, on purpose. It's, it's just, just happening yeah. that way. If you, if you put those scenes side by side on a ladder, and you did you you know I think we're up to like twelve hundred iterations now. Yeah. So we've taken twelve hundred steps towards hotter. Yeah. And each one's hotter than the one before, so it's a step ladder. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's crazy hot. I wonder right. how many stories we are. <laughs> well, twelve hundred steps. Do you figure, so, what do you think? Normally well, they're ten, 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 to- ten like. You think there are 10 stairs per flight? Well, 10 feet to a story. I don't know. Anyway, it's a lot. We're up there. We're We're at the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, I think that love has made an impact on the way the kink occurs. I'm going to say this because I found my partner that I want for life, obviously. I don't know if I could ever kink a different way. Right. Like, I'm really spoiled. Like, in the sense of the freedom in loving your partner so deeply... And then kinking with them in, in explorations that could be new for one or both of us. Mm. That requires that ability to be vulnerable and trust on both sides, right? For sure, yeah. Is profound. You don't just get that in pickup play. It doesn't just happen. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, so I think we can conclude that love makes kink better. Yeah, for yeah, us For as it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!